Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, welcome back to the Servants Grace Theology segment. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And on today's episode, a listener writes in, and they have a great question. And the question is this. How does God differ from man-made gods? Well, the name of God signifies his eternal nature. The Lord always was and always will be eternal, eternally self-existent. Some people ask the question, how does God differ from man-made gods with the idea that God himself is a creation of man or a figment of their imagination? These people claim that the idea of a god or gods is how human beings just explain things that are too difficult for them to understand. And some people even believe that a belief in the supernatural ignores science and embraces superstition. And scripture emphasizes that not that God is a creation of man, but that man is a creation of God in Genesis 1 through 2. Even skeptics believe that there is a beginning for every created being, including man. And so for man to have a beginning, there must be a first cause that existed before man. Evolutionists conclude that the first cause is an impersonal force, a big bang that started the universe. This explanation leaves a lot uh, unexplained, along with leaving one with a lot of questions. Scripture, though, starts not with a proof for God, but that he is and that he exists. Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, God. The Bible's answer is the most logical explanation for the first cause. God was always in the beginning. The Lord was not created and needed no first cause. The Lord has always been and always will be. He exists apart from time and space, Psalm 90 verse 2 tells us. And so the Lord introduced himself to Moses as I am in Exodus 3.14. The name of God signifies his eternal nature. The Lord always was and always will be the eternal self-existent one. And many attributes of God are, are, are not those that human beings would include if they invented him. The character of God includes the following, omnipotence, omnipotence, patience, consistency, love, faithfulness. The Lord desires to have a relationship with man. The Lord is perfectly just, and that justice requires uh, payment for man's high treason against his creator in the death of Jesus. Rather than focusing on how we need to earn God's favor through merit like other religions, Jesus is fully God and fully man and took on human flesh and lived among humanity. He allowed the people he created to kill him while he forgave them. God's selfish, sacrificial love is outside of human experience and does not exist in any human-made religion. Grace, then, is an exclusive idea to the God of the Bible. Human-made gods are fashioned in the image of man. For example, take the gods of pagan cultures uh, are full of full flaws, inconsistencies, human-like weaknesses. They're also cruel, capricious, they're petty, they're selfish. These human-made gods behave as a man does with the same sins and the same jealousy found in the human heart. 
For God to be human-made, the nature of God could extend only so far as man's imagination. The God of the Bible surpasses the understanding of man and leaves a, a trail of spiritual breadcrumbs in his word for people to know him and love him. Human-made gods are usually fashioned in the image of man. The gods of pagan cultures are fraught with flaws, inconsistencies, human-like weakness. They are petty, selfish, cruel, capricious. They behave like human gods, with the same sins and the same jealousies found in the human heart. For God to be human-made, his nature could only extend as far as man's imagination. The God of the Bible far surpasses our understanding, and yet he leaves hints like a trail of spiritual breadcrumbs for us to know him as he is revealed in the word of God. And every human being is unique and possesses an innate sense of themselves. Every human being has an inborn understanding of the eternal. Ecclesiastes 3.11 tells us that, that God has planted eternity in our hearts. Because they, every single person, knows that there is more behind the world that w than we inhabit. Genesis 1.27 teaches that we are made in the image of likeness of God. Colossians 1.16 tells us that humanity was created for the purpose and the pleasure of God. The Lord created humanity, but the Lord is not like man. And what that last point highlights for us is that if God were merely a human fabrication, then many new questions arise, such as these two. What makes human beings different from animals? Where do humans get the idea of justice, benevolence, self-sacrifice, love, abstract qualities not found in the animal kingdom? And such traits found in every culture in the world would never have survived the evolutionary process. And yet, when we see those traits showcased within the character of God himself, we understand why we possess them. And ultimately, the idea that God is human-made, it fails because it questions the trustworthiness of Scripture itself. To contend that God doesn't exist, one must deal with the scriptures because they tell us who and what God is. They tell us about the revealed character of God. In scripture, the Lord has revealed himself plainly to humanity. In scripture, we discover hundreds of examples of the Lord's dealing with people throughout the centuries. And so those who advocate that God is human-made are, are the same people who claim that the Bible is a book full of fairy tales and myths while they know nothing about the Bible itself. The onus of proof is on those who claim that the Bible is a book of fairy tales and myths. It is not for Christians to prove, although we can and should make arguments uh, to substantiate the Bible's trustworthiness. The onus of proof is on those who deny God and deny the revelation that he has given. And furthermore, these types of statements ultimately demonstrate a flawed foundation and a line of argumentation upon which they build arguments. You see, Scripture is a collection of books written by over 40 authors over uh, a 1,500-year time frame from three continents in three different languages. Scripture weaves together the pieces of a single story like a jigsaw puzzle fits together. Scripture is God's story of his relentless pursuit to redeem his fallen creation. And so those who believe that God is human-made must also consider the manner in which Scripture presents humanity, including the Jews. If the Jews wrote the Scriptures to honor themselves, they failed miserably. But the Lord himself is clear that he chose the Israelites for his reasons, not because they were deserving of special treatment. The failures of the Israelites are showcased again and again right up to the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus. 
humanity is portrayed in Scripture realistically, complete with sin, rebellion, and punishment. No group or, or individual is exalted above another, which raises the question, if, if man fabricated God, then what was his motive? Throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, the only hero is the Lord God. Rather, rather than pave the way for personal gain, Scripture teaches self-sacrifice and surrender to the Lord. Rather than teaching man to earn the favor of God, Scripture focuses on how no one is righteous, not one. Throughout history, those proclaiming the Bible's teaching have been martyred stone, driven into hiding. And so if God is human-made, then there is no God. And the biggest question left unanswered relates to the, the complexity of the design of the universe. A single strand of DNA shows brilliance that random chance cannot even come close to explaining. Billions of perfectly synchronized atom systems, the universe shout the idea there is a designer. And removing God from the realm of potential explanation gives rise to many unanswerable results in no other explanation. Sure, theories abound, but none of them can claim scientific evidence from the startling harmonization of the universe complexity. Even Charles Darwin, the origin of species, had to concede to suppose that the eye, with all of its imitable contrivances for adjusting the focus to different distances for emitting different amounts of light and for the correction of spherical and chromatic aberration could have been formed by natural selection, it seems, I freely confess, absurd in the highest possible degree. And so removing God from the equation without replacing him with a more reasonable explanation, it's not a tenable answer. Questions do not disappear by eliminating the possibility of God. And when we remove the prejudices and the presuppositions that refuse to allow the Lord to be considered, he remains the only logical explanation for the world around humanity. And so those who have decided that God cannot exist built their worldview around the idea and pretend that their answers will fill in the blanks. And yet a denial of God is a strong religious assumption that taints their search for the truth. And yet those who generally desire to be open-minded and pursue the truth wherever it leads find evidence that always leads to the God who created, to the God who sustains, and who governs the world we inhabit for his glory. Well, I want to thank you for either listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next week, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.